Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 236. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go. I really can't stay. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away. Understood, no means no. This evening has been super appropriate. But I do understand consent. My mind will start to Definitely text her right now. Here's the code, and there is the door. I am gonna stand over here. You are in control of this thing. Invite them over if you like. Say, what's in this drink? Um, nothing but Sprite. I wish I knew how. Just walk right out the door. I do know how to spell harassment. I hear you loud and clear. I'm trying super hard. Please just go out, baby. Just go outside. I simply must go. Weber is right outside. The answer is no. Seriously, right outside. Welcome has been. But totally consensual. Hopefully not about us. Please do not imply anything. Baby, just go out. Baby, just go. Baby, just go outside. Tis the season, called it. Now you want me to record a podcast? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to be in stitches the whole time. Oh god. That was so good. Uh, joining me in the studio oh. again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. We should get rowdy, but first, we need to let you know that Dialetrix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Dot com. Did you like that though? You like? I can't. I, that was hilarious. That was awesome. Well, you know, I, took, I they, enjoyed that a lot. They, they took it off the radio and ruined a lot of people's ears. So I, they, there had to be backlash on the internet. There had to be a little bit. That was good. That was funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Ah, uh, welcome, welcome to Dial H. Uh, normally on Dial H, we like to start off with what made us happy this week. Uh, Calder, what made you happy this week? Uh, so I'll probably maybe put a picture of it, but I had a commission to do a gun from Destiny. I've never played Destiny before, but I was super excited to make it. Someone asked me to make uh, Cade Six's Ace of Spades, and I just finished that prop today, his uh, hand cannon, and ooh, it looks it looks good. And I'm, I was just really happy that I got to make something like that for somebody. That's really cool that someone asked you to commission something. Yeah, oh man. And I got paid in Captain America action figures, so... What? It's a win-win. It's a win-win. You do some really good work on your cosplay, though, so... I uh, I try. You really do. Because and, I've, and, I've thrown out so much, you'd have no idea. If, if anybody out there has not actually gotten the chance to see Calder's cosplay, it's on Facebook, it's also on Twitter. Check out, you got, we got a Guy Gardner cosplays, Captain America cosplays, Ash from the Evil Dead cosplays, it's some good stuff. You're really missing out. That's a, that's a Patriot Props on Instagram and Facebook as well. Plug, 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 side project. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> what made you happy this week? Uh, two things. One, we, we as in Jaylene and I, we beat Spyro, the first one, out of three. You remember that I got the uh, remastered yes. trilogy 100% complete, and I wanted to tear my hair out, but I did it. <sighs> uh, 
Older video games are hard, man. I forgot how hard some of those older video games are. <sighs> I mean, I actually totally agree with you. I started playing Street Fighter 2 again, and I hate my life. Ugh, God, it was hard. So anyway, we beat it, completed, 100%. Moving on to Ripto's Rage. We already are quite a few percent into that one. Much easier at the beginning of the game. So that's a thing. Uh, number two, what made me happy this week, was today I got to see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and it was phenomenal! You saw Uncle, it. Uncle, yeah, I did see it. No, I loved it, man. It was great. Uh, I just want to feel something, anything. I, I'm not joking. It was beautiful. I the loved it artistically. It was amazing. On top of that, the storyline was pretty solid, uh, but it was definitely not the best part. The um, Just seeing all the wonderful characters, all these wonderful uh, things, the Easter eggs and stuff like that. Um, and then Jaylene cried twice in the theaters. It was very Dude, it was hard for me not to cry. I'm not going to lie. It was very sad in a couple of oh. moments. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, it was very refreshing to see a Spider-Man movie that was not about Peter Parker. It was. That, that was really cool. I did like, fans of the Ultimate Universe are going to love this movie to death. It was so good. So that's what made me happy this week. Uh, I do highly recommend anybody out there that has not been able to see it, or if you were thinking about going to see it, you just hadn't yet, you got to jump on that. Take your kids to this movie if you have kids. because Absolutely. It was, it was so good. Okay, so that's that. Let's move in to the news section. Connor, would you like to start off this week with some ROC information? Yeah, absolutely. So the ROC has been doing their own pseudo 12 days of Christmas, and they are doing some ROC news on each day. I'm going to start off the first day. I'm not going to talk about the ROC legal maps because I don't care that much. I'm going to talk about stuff that affects everybody. Uh, if you are part of the ROC and listening to this, I do love rock events. I love going to them. I'm just not going to list off all these maps because I've only seen probably five of them. I honestly don't buy maps, so... Anyways, these are the ones that are WizKids Legal Modern that are ROC maps. So these are going to be like WizKids Modern Legal. You're going to see these in normal tournaments. So if you see someone with a rock map and it's one of these, don't be like, how dare you? Uh, one, of, A couple of these maps that are legal are going to be a huge headache. Um, so yes, uh, the Hedge Maze is going to be legal for modern age WizKids. is going to allow. Hedge Maze is terrible. If you look at it, it hurts my brain. Uh, airline is going to be legal. The trenches are going to be legal. Uh, the Powell Farm is not too terrible of a map. That's going to be legal. Uh, the Best Friends Forever, another map that hurts my brain, is also going to be legal. So those are... And I gotta say, Hedge Maze and Best Friends Forever are ones I've actually seen, and those are maps that physically hurt my brain to try to work around and figure out. Uh, Best Friends more so than Hedge Maze. Hedge Maze is just a ton of blocking. Uh, the rest of these maps I don't know all that well. I've seen the Powell Farm. It doesn't look too terribly complicated. So that's fine. I don't I don't know about the trenches or airlines. So that's just for the first one, which is all map news. Day two is rock rules. So they're changing a few things. Last round is being replaced with last action, which is a real shame. I really enjoyed last round. Uh, it definitely felt more even than last action. Uh, but I guess a lot can happen in a round, and it does make the tournaments longer uh, for sure. Zero-point ties in Swiss will be counted as double losses. Consideration for this rule is to include single elimination as uh, being looked at. Ties with points are going to be a roll-off. Uh, that just happened at Worlds, so that's perfectly fine. 
points for buys will be half the tournament build. So playing 300, 150, 400, 200, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, the tournaments will follow a chart determining the number of rounds. Uh, it doesn't go too far into that. Modern Age 300 points is now a staple for ROC events. The possibility of new exciting formats are continually being evaluated. And la-di-da, la-di-da. So that's day two. There's a few more rules changes that are just a little important for everybody. Uh, so far, it's all like, all right, cool. I can deal with it. Uh, day three, effective January 1st. Oh, clicked the wrong link. I want to continue reading. Okay, there it is. Effective January 1st, the prizing for ROC kits are as follows. So this is really cool, and I'm absolutely a huge fan of this prizing, because most ROC prizes is like, yay, I got a map. And if it was like that map for that month just happened to kind of suck, it's like, well, I didn't get a super great prize, but I still got a nice felt map. Now the prizing is really sweet. So winter maps cost 50 bucks, and this is going to be kind of... Um, the normal thing. So recommended is 10 bucks, but obviously if you have plenty of people, you can make it five bucks. If you have 10 people to cover the cost, if you're not trying to make some mad bank. Prizing is going to be first place is going to get a boxed con LE, 10 WKO points, so WizKids points, uh, two dice, some 3D objects, and uh, a prize map. Second place will get a redial exclusive. So what that is, those would be WizKids, uh, you know when they like use the same sculpt, but they change the dial just like what they did with the Shi'ar and everything. Yep. That's a that's a redial exclusive. So that's what second place gets. Uh, Ten WKO points, dice, three D objects. Third place ID cards, five five WKO points. Same thing as fourth place ID card, five WKO points, dice, objects, and all of the participants. So fifth place back is one WKO point. So your ten to five dollars or whatever it may be always get to one. So for a qualifier, I'm not going to go through all of these. I'm just going to go just kind of say what's really cool that pretty much all of top eight gets. So for a qualifier, recommended entry fee is going to cost $300. Fees going to be 25 bucks constructed, and additional venue purchases are the two extra prize maps. First place will get a boxed Connolly ID card, 50 WKO points, dice, objects, all that stuff. They also get a prize map, a plaque, and a top eight pin, and that is pretty much the same. Uh, for the top two, I believe. No, top three get my bad. Once again, top four get a box Connolly, and then top eight people in the last four get a redial exclusive. Everybody else through 16th gets a ID card and 10 WK points. Everybody past 16th gets one WKO point. Now regional is going to cost 350. It's going to recommend three thirty dollars entry fee. Additional venue purchases can be Blackbirds, Thanos copters, Star Rose. Plus up to two extra prize maps. So if you already pay for the 350, you can also get this stuff to sell at your venue or even throw them in for prizing. First place at a regional qualifier gets a Blackbird Con exclusive, a boxed LE, and then a bunch of WGO points. Like again, second gets the Thanos Copter and then a boxed LE. Third just gets the boxed LE and the top eight pin and all that jazz until we get to fifth place and the rest of the top eight get a redial. And then that's pretty much it. And that's, those are the ROC prizing. Pretty much. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, it opened a new tab. So dumb. Number four. Are you guys bored yet? I sure hope you're not. So I'm about to tell you the best prizing ever. So this is like this is big for me because it's about states and provinces championships. So below are the details. There are going to be two state tournaments this year for 2019. The first will be constructed and will take place April 12th, 13th, 19th, and 20th. The first consideration used on choosing host venues is if the venue is running ROC tournaments and is and its relationship with the Rock. So 
if you don't like absolutely love Howard and Easton, you know, you might want to get over there, schmooze a bit, and be like, hey, we'll start running tournaments. We'll do winter maps. I mean, winter maps are fifty bucks. Run those monthly. Super easy. You'll get people in. I know we almost always get a boost in attendance for winter maps. So, two hundred twenty-five bucks for a states kit. What does it get you? Well, it recommends twenty bucks. You can also get some prize maps and battle royale maps. Prizing is now. I really like this. Albeit it's from a set that's going to be a little old at the time, but all of the chases and primes in the set are really solid. First place gets a Mighty Thor chase or prime figure, a boxed Kana Lee, and ID card 25 points. Now, top eight, they all get the same thing, except for the last four, once again, get the redial. So top four get a boxed Kana Lee, that's like Gwenpool, Daredevil, uh, Ahura, and Kirk, all that stuff. The other ones, they get a redial, which is like Gladiator and everybody else. And then 9th through 10th, they actually, sorry, 9th through 12th also get a Mighty Thor Chase or Prime figure. So you're thinking, like, how are they giving away all these Chase and Prime figures? Well, they'll give you a Chase and Prime set, and obviously that is 12 figures, so it's a draft. So first place, I can almost guarantee, is going to get Thor with Mjolnir because it's the most expensive one, and it's, like, a no-brainer. And then from there on out, it's choosing whatever Chase or Prime figure that person wants. So basically, if you place in the you know top 12 of an ROC states tournament you're getting a chase or a prime figure which is pretty sweet actually I really dig uh, this idea because they Wiskits hasn't been doing the chase prime sets for the WKOs anymore they've just been doing the redial stuff and then the one like lockjaw shadow cat you know etc etc and just getting chases and primes again feels really good you know and you know getting a brick as well for getting second or first place, get a case, you know, it feels awesome. So I absolutely love the prizing for states. Uh, I've always showed up to states and I'm really happy that now that I'm better at the game, the prizes are also getting a little bit better. They kind of stalemated there for a while and now they're better. Uh, day number five, which was today, uh, was there much monthly, excuse me, map program? It says VIG. Don't know what VIG means. I'm sure I'll get corrected. Don't worry about it. Basically, you can go to the RSU website and you can, it's kind of like Loot Crate, but with maps. Uh, most of the maps are pretty much at retail though. So if you want to go to their website, I believe it's like $360 for a year and then they'll send you one map each month. So it's, it's a little expensive. All right. You also get to see what the map is two weeks early. You get insights from the map creator if you want to know, hey, why'd you put that swing set there and why'd you make it blocking instead of just like nothing or hindering? Go ahead and tell me. I don't know why I swing sex blocking. Just, just, just get past it. First chance to purchase the ROC overstock and new items for sale as well as fresh news from Howard Brock's a little newsletter. There are monthly plans. There's six month plans. There's an annual plan. There's all sorts of stuff. So go ahead. Check it out. I'll read this one. Right. A monthly subscription, 30 bucks every month. All right, just get one month. Once again, six months subscription. Bucks thirty bucks a month. It is thirty bucks a month. So if you want to get a map every month, it's thirty bucks. Whoa, 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 whoa! All right, first of all, that's okay. a lot of money for a map. It is. It is. All right, a lot. And you could be getting your official heroic rank in Dial H for one dollar. <laughs> I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Thirty dollars for a map that you'll probably use four times. Or a permanent title for the rest of your life. Hmm. That's for the rest of your life, folks. And our constant <laughs> love and affection. Like, got a lot of love and affection to give. Just saying. God, that's insane. Seriously, $30 for a map? And, 
And that's the rock news, everybody. Uh, one, one, one additional thing for rock upcoming. Uh, oh, no. There is going to be a rock on the 19th of this oh, right. month. Uh, so just in a few days, and that is in Bountiful, Utah, at a place called Bountiful. Game Haven. What a, what a wonderful name for a town, by the way. If you plan on going to Bountiful, Utah, to attend the Winamap ROC event, let us know how you did. I would be interested in knowing. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned earlier, well, I mean, you were talking about it for like 20 minutes. Um, the oh, ROC's doing like a 12 days of Christmas thing. They are. Well, we are also doing a 12 days of Christmas thing. If you have not gotten the chance to jump on Twitter or Facebook, it's the only place you're going to see our 12 days of memes-miss. No, they're not all winners, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but some of you like them, and we appreciate that. Uh, we've got three out, and um, math to 12 left to go. Uh, so, yeah, jump on those and like them and share them and stuff. We appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, we've gotten a smile from uh, a few people out there. We've got we've – got, we're saving – I feel like we're saving the better ones for later. I guarantee mean? we are. I guarantee it. Yeah, we've got some better ones. We just wanted to throw out – the, the, the crappier ones early on get them out of the way. A.K.A. So, all of Chris's memes. Shut up, Calder. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I said that they were not that good. Right? I'm just saying, okay? Okay, and as always, uh, we try to pull some kind of article or something offline. So you guys can read it at your leisure. Uh, we got an article from Collider.com. will be linked in the show notes, as always. It is every Easter egg in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. Uh, pretty cool, but I didn't I didn't want to throw out any spoilers in case you didn't want any spoilers. There is, just so you know, a post-credits scene, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Probably the greatest post-credits scene I've seen in a I, while. Yeah, it was really, oh, wow. really good. Um, I also feel like they're setting up like the groundwork, for sure, for... Um, Ghost Dad 2, and no, I'm really I don't, I don't. looking forward to that. I'm sure that it's going to be fantastic. So uh, you can go and read about Ghost Dad 2 on Collider.com, uh, and that's the only article that we have this week. Okay. It's the only one that matters. <laughs> it's the only one that Jeez. matters. There was a bunch of crappy articles this week to pick from, and I was like, God, I don't want to talk I'm about sure. any of this stuff. But you know what I do want to talk about. What's that? I, I found oh. I found a hidden gem. No way. But wait, wow, that looks like a diamond. All right, I'm just gonna be straightforward. This is some fool's gold, guys. And I know, I know, this is a new thing. You're super excited about the Dial H fool's gold that I keep finding because it's you're like, wow, this is as valuable as real gold, Chris. I know, I know, but calm down, put your pants back on. Let's talk about this. Are you a fan of the of the set War of Light, Calder? I love the War of Light. It was a fantastic set, but let's not talk about the individual pieces, you know, the clicks themselves. Let's talk about some resources. I know that you love some power battery action, right? I always do. Okay. So much. So let's keep that in mind. Okay. Let's talk about a character that came out very recently from the Secret Wars Battle World set, but it's in the Fast Forces, so unfortunately that's going to cost you a little bit more than normal just to get a Fast Forces piece. Rose Red. Rose Red is 40 points. Rose Red has a trait or 
if you are reading HC Realms two traits and it's the exact same trait that someone put on there twice and they need to delete one of those. They listen to me. They listen. <laughs> the, the name of the uh, trait is the plants listen to me. They don't listen to Calder. They listen to Red Rose. No, they don't. Okay, so this is a four-click long dial. No special combat symbols. Does have stealth. Does have poison. That's what's important here. Trait says smoke cloud. When Red Rose uses it, if she occupies printed hindering terrain, she may instead generate up to 12 hindering markers. Because that's not good. When Red Rose uses terrible, poison. Chris. When Red Rose uses poison. Characters adjacent to three or more of her smoke cloud markers are considered adjacent to her. That's awesome. Here's the one downfall of this piece. She has zero printed range. So that means she has four range with her smoke cloud. Right. Which is pretty crappy. Except for the sniper rifle exists. This guy. <laughs> Alright, so 40 points for her, plus the, the ring, the, the lantern, and the sniper rifle is going to put you at a grand total of 56 points. I mean, what lantern are we using here, Chris? What are we... Are we saying red lantern, maybe? To, uh, to make that penetrating poison? Or... Hmm. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Indeed. Mm, mm. Mm. There's multiple options you could do. For there are multiple options. Don't don't run the yellow because that's dumb. But not um, her. No. <laughs> but the the indigo could be a useful one because that's always a useful one, especially for sure. if you're running a uh, close combat oriented team. So that's an option. Um, I mean, green is always a funny option just because I think it limits people more than they think. And then they're like, oh, yeah. man, I can't, I can't use my leadership sh uh, outwit. Yeah, can't do that. Um, they changed that? Is it free action? It's free actions. Uh, so it's free. That it's free way, actions. It's not, yeah, it's free actions. They, they, they changed some things. Um, so that was good. But, yes, yes, red lantern ring will give her penetrating poison out three squares from her. But you're putting the hindering terrain everywhere. So it's... It's dumb. For 40 points, That's you could insane. do some massive damage with this stupid little figure. Now, <laughs> now for keywords, uh, it has the runaways keyword, which is next to useless, and then past. So, I don't know. You may be able to do something a little bit more with past than you can with runaways. They did make a bunch of the, uh, the 1860, what are they, from the same set? The Valley characters? Yeah. The valley. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, they all have past keyword, right? They do. They should. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'll check real quick. Oh, also, uh, the Lone Ranger set all have the past. Uh, yeah, but so like, why? You, why would you do that though? Because in they're, they're your meta, life. They're meta OP. They're almost uh, as OP as the Morlock team ability. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Uh, so actually, oh. yes. So there's like 20 characters in Battleworld alone with the past keyword because of the the Valley. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting little mix-up that you could do with this this piece. If nothing else, it's hilarious. Also, keep in mind, a lot of people forget that when you smoke cloud and you put the, the actual little marker on top of an enemy, it does minus one from their attack. So you could just blanket the field, poison. By the way, since you can trigger it at any point in your turn, as long as you don't move or place the character or anything, then, I mean, you can smoke cloud cover the field, then poison, and it's just dumb. I really thought that this dumb. was super funny uh, for a whopping 56 points. So 
maybe some people out there can get some use out of that. Um, if you don't have the red lantern, like I said, other lanterns will work pretty well, but not as well. So, what do you think? I like her. I like her a lot. I, with, that, um, with that four I, range. I think it's cool. I think it's, yeah, four range is, like, it's great because, I mean, like, yeah, it's better than have to be adjacent to me, but, man, giving her sniper rifle and something like that is, that's effective, baby. That's, uh, that's chemical warfare. That's tough. <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh, I also forgot to mention she does have improved movement, ignores hindering terrain. So, I mean, that's really useful. I really Good like that. Good stealth. Good stealth, man. Good I'll take stealth. it. Okay, did you have, uh, did, did you want to take a trip? We can take a trip. Oh, we can take a trip then. Let's take a trip. So we're taking a trip down to the corner, ladies and gentlemen, the value corner, Silver Age corner of value. And we're trying to give you something, something you can, you can use in your every day-to-day life. Oh, yeah. So it's a modern age piece, just so you know. Just giving it out there. No special combat symbols. Guess what? Doesn't need them. Only 60 points. I'm selling you a 60-point figure right here, ladies and gentlemen. Five range. Don't worry. A little less than average. Guess what? Doesn't need them. Uh, one thing I love about characters is I like characters that are consistent, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I admire consistency above all else. I like chaos. Don't get me wrong. But I like consistency even more. The entire dial, this figure has sidestep. Sidestep's one of my all-time favorite powers. And this figure... He's got it. Second really cool thing that's amazingly consistent about this character has a special damage power throughout his dial. Nay, you know, maybe it's only five clicks, but it's there, ladies and gentlemen. And I know that not only do you guys like consistently, consistency, but you like options. And I'm going to give you two of my favorite options that go amazingly well with sidestep. That's right. Give blank a free action. This is the special damage power. Choose close combat expert or range combat expert. Blank can use that power until you choose again. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, are you going to be up up and tough? You're using baseball bats and fisticuffs? Pow, pow, right up in there. You're whipping <laughs> out that little, little pretty pocket pistol. You're bang, bang, far away. Five range sidestep. The entire dial, this character has seven movements. Now, amazing keywords, martial artist and TMNT ally, which may just give away who this character is, but there are so many characters that can carry people in the TMNT turtle ally keyword, it'll blow your mind. You're like, oh, yeah, like what, Renee Tilly? No, actually, there's a ton of turtles from, like, Shredder's Return or whatever. When they're adjacent to another turtle, they can use the carry ability with three passengers. So it's it's pretty great, if you ask me, if you want to carry this guy up. Now, what is, what's on the defense? You've already sold me on offense, because he's got 10 10 9 9 2 2 1 1 2 on the dial. So, I mean, always doing at least three damage with range combat expert, closest combat expert. Defense-wise, we got two 17s. The first one, top dial, is ESD. Then he gets combat reflexes, then ESD again with 16, then combat reflexes again with 16, and then... Finally, last but not least, we, we get a little bit of a, a little bit of gusto here at the end. We get willpower, 17 defense with willpower, ladies and gentlemen. Now this figure, it's got me out of a lot of scraps, and I really like it. I really like it. I like it a lot. Always getting through reducers, and always there for you when you need them most. End scene. End scene. I have a guess on who this character might be. Hazard a guess, will you? Do you dare? Yeah. Does. His name rhyme with facey phones. <laughs> <laughs> you 
She has like two minutes to figure out a really good rhyme, and we get Casey. Fe- yes, this is Casey Jones, ladies. And Nailed girl. it. Nailed. You know, a lot of people have told me that I'm really clever in my life. No one's told me that. So, oh. and I use that. I use that in this podcast. I save up all of my clever points in the week, and I use it. I cash it out entirely on on this podcast. On this on this hour and a half of his life, this spent. <laughs> Well, here at the Value Corner, you're trying to sell me a value. I always uh, am. A, a real-world value. How, mu- how much of my dinero do I want to use on this piece? Well, due to recent information about the inflation in the game of Heroclix, where apparently it costs $30 for one map, uh, I'm going to guess that with this kind of value, it's easily $400. Believe it or not, Chris, you would be... Wrong. I know. Oh, crazy, crazy to say <laughs> that an actual playable figure with stats in a dial isn't four hundred dollars. I hate to be the one to break that to you, listener, anyone else at home. No, but this Casey Jones number zero zero five from Heroes in a Half Shell is only forty nine cents at cool oh, stuff. Man, I was way off. And he's yeah, thank goodness Chris is way off. But he's also the cheapest Casey Jones like out there, and I really like him. So. All the other ones are either $2, or the one that just looks terrible that's from Shutter's Return is a dollar, like 99 cents. So for 49 cents, if you want a Casey Jones, and which by far, this is my favorite Casey Jones sculpt, I 100% think, like, absolutely. Uh, it's better than the red shirt, fight me on it, but I like this gray shirt, Casey Jones, more from the comics. Love this sculpt, love that it's only 49 cents. He is, he's amazing, you throw on some Empower in there. And you can get some stuff going on, and there's plenty of power with turtles. You know, at the beginning of RPGs, you have a bunch of like skill points, and you put them into things like strength, charisma, intelligence, stuff like that. Yeah. I just realized my intelligence and charisma are like two. Facey <laughs> 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 uh, phones. That's it. I want somebody to make that character out there, please. Thank oh you. My God. All right. Well. There's your value. There's That's your it, ladies gym. and gentlemen. Where else are you going to get this kind of entertainment in the world of HeroClix podcasting? I don't know. I just don't know. And because of that, we'd like to let you know that Dial H works off the value value model. Uh, our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. We actually have female listeners out there. Believe it. Or I don't. I don't. I won't ever until I see them with my own eyes. We have them. Shut up. We have <laughs> So if you feel like leveling up your – or if you feel like giving giving us value because we value – you value us and we value you, uh, you can consider showing us your love by uh, leveling up your heroic rank uh, and jump onto our Patreon. You can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, Protagonist. You can make it all the way up to the super esteemed, sought-after Dial H super fan. Ooh, there's like uh, there's like four people with it. You could be You could be the fifth. You could be the fifth. It's true. Don't All right, heroic rank level ups occur. The first level, first episode of every month, or as you donate via PayPal. And uh, don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community, as you are producers of the podcast. We love you guys when you are per- our producers. So there's that. Jump on. Not this love you guys so much. There's probably, there's so probably much. put out four episodes a month. We put out a lot more content than some other people. Pretty put consistent. Out. Yeah. Well, I don't want to cast my shade. Mm. I know how much you like consistency. I do. I love consistency. It's uh, it's my lifeblood. 
I, I just like throwing shade. Not at, <laughs> not, not at the content creators, really. It's more like just whiz kids. You'll see that coming up. There's more memes about that, I, I promise, on the, on the 12 days yeah, of memes-miss. <sighs> uh, but you can see that on Facebook and on Twitter, which is where we post our Community Tuesdays question in our community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! I feel like I'm getting much better with my segues. That was a flawless segue, if I have to say so myself. That I'm working on it. Like, amazing. I did the, like, Italian. Yeah, but, you know, I, you guys can't see it, but I did it, I promise. <laughs> so, <laughs> every Tuesday, we put a Community Tuesdays question. Up, no way. And, yeah, I know, that's why it's called Community Tuesdays. <laughs> Uh, as soon as I find it, because I've been posting so many memes this week that I just lost entirely all everything that's going on on Twitter. It's just if awful. indeed HeroClix sets are transitioning to storyline based, which storylines are you excited to see made or remade into a new set? Which would you like to be avoided? Do you disagree that this is the direction of new set themes entirely? Ooh. Okay, I think that you and I we've talked about what we wanted to see made. Is there anything that you just? abhorrently do not want to see made into the game of Heroclix. Yeah, anything, uh, I mean, I, I, I hate to, like, say stuff like this, but, like, anything Justice League, really, like, I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> or, or Batman, really, I'm tired of Batman, because it's been the last eight DC sets all been Batman, and I'm like, alright, you make eight Batman in one set every single time, it's, it gets a little, little overwhelming, but you know? how can you how can you make a DC set without a Batman? Like every DC storyline is a is a Batman storyline. I feel like War of Light was one of the best sets ever made for DC, and we had like zero Batman in it, and I loved it. It was great. No, he was there. He was just hidden. He was like that ultraviolet <laughs> ultraviolet oh, one where you can't see because it's not really part of the color spectrum that we can see. He was there. Yeah, he was sure. There. What I what I would just. I do not want to see. I want to tell you. I, you guys know that I'm a Marvel fan, but I will also tell you that the single worst storyline in the history of storylines, whether that be comics related or not, has got to be the Scroll Kill Crew, which was just an utter piece of garbage that I wish didn't exist. And I read it, and I pushed myself to read like it was like five or six issues, and it was just so stupid. Here's the plot line: uh, in the original Fantastic Four comics when they introduced the scrolls the way reed richards defeated the scrolls was that he like mesmerized them or something into believing that they were cows so oh yeah they shapeshifted into cows well they took that idea which was zany and fun for the 1960s and then they just took that a weird direction and said oh those cows got ground up into ground beef which was then distributed mm. and, and people ate it and then somehow it like awakened latent scroll genetics in themselves or something stupid like that and then they all became like these scroll human hybrids and then they could all shape shift as well and then they went out and decided to like start tracking down all the other scrolls that were loose on the planet and it was just it was garbage it was a bunch of characters you've never even heard of and it was such bad writing so scrolls cool Scroll Kill Crew, the worst thing I've ever read. In my life. <laughs> so <laughs> that does sound terrible. It sounds just ugh, <laughs> it's so stupid. Let's start off on Facebook. What'd you got? 
Peter Zachary says, I'm not well-versed in most comic storylines, but I'll do my best here. It's more recent, but Dark Knight's Metal would be awesome from DC. Also, a complete Secret Empire story with Hydra Cap in his cool Hydra arc reactor armor would be nice. Also, I will always argue for an amalgam comics rep- rep- some representation. Come on, WizKids, I want a Doctor Strange Fate. And I agree. So I've, there are multiple things that you said in there I got the same answers for. But we'll start off with uh, Jedi Legend said, Redoing Secret Invasion, but doing it properly would be a swing in the right direction for me. I, actually, that's one of my favorite crossover events of all time. So I would love to see that remade too. Nice. Uh, Chris Cooper, I'd like more Blackest Night because I need more Red and Black Lanterns along the same lines. How about some Necrosia? Zombie Mutants. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. Matthew Ventura said, while I don't think sets are transitioning to fully storyline-based, I don't think that they are either, by the way. I just think that that's kind of the trend uh, where it's headed. Uh, it's hard to predict what we'll get until and after all the licensing agreements finalized. The Fantastic Four alone are going to really shake things up in the Marvel side, and I'm here for it. Although not necessarily a storyline, I would bring Felix Faust to a casual night if I had to for a Young Justice set. That would be really cool. And then between the different seasons of Young Justice members, tons of villains, and, of course, the Justice League, there's plenty for a full set. Maybe the chases can be completing the Super Friends. Ooh, nice. I need my Wonder Twins, baby. I need my Wonder Twins. Christopher uh, Cottrell said, actually, the current running Doomsday Clock series would make for a pretty interesting DC set. You'd actually get Watchmen pieces in the more traditional DC fair. For Marvel, I think House of M might be an interesting set. Amalgam, though, would be absolute best, but that'll never happen. No, no, it probably will not. However, um, I love the Watchmen. I love them so much. Love it a lot. So anytime they want to remake those, I would be grateful. Protagonist Michael Miller said some of the best best sets were storyline-based, so I'm excited for it. I think it also helps them make better pieces because they can narrow down which versions of each character they are making. Yes, and also to add to that point, it allows you to make very specific to the storyline pieces that you can't really screw up, I would say, because all you have to do is read the few pages and then model your figures around those with special powers and stuff like that. Hmm, okay, I can dig it. Uh, Jeff Pollier said, I've long thought that Acts of Vengeance from Marvel and Underworld Unleashed from DC should be represented in Heroclix. I really enjoyed uh, Jeff Pollier's podcast also this week. It's Heroclix 201. It's very informative, and I quite enjoy it. Just a little shout out there. All right, cool. Uh, Citizen Tiamu, our man from Finland, said, The set I didn't expect myself to nominate for this is Spider Island. That's that story's really grown on me, especially with the compendium side stories, and they did link uh, a picture of the Amazing Spider-Man Spire, Spider Island companion. It's it's good stuff. If you guys haven't read Spider Island, it's very interesting and worth reading. I really liked it for sure. David Herberger, give us a standalone Kingdom Come set. It is such a popular story, and most of the clicks figures need remakes, or we're just too rare to fully collect. I didn't pull one chase from the world's finest set and believe that, but some people out there pulled, like, five and a booster, which really sucks. I mean, like, just the way of rarity and how weird that is. You know what's interesting about Kingdom Come, though, is 
you could, if you're ever trying to, as WizKids, just not make your fan base really mad because the vast majority of characters that are in there have no lines. They don't do anything None important. at all. You just, you see them in the background. Yep. You can't really screw up the dials that bad. You know Probably what I mean? Probably not. Probably not. Like you just you just put them in there and just throw super strength on a lot of them. It's like they would just be generic pieces, kind of, because they don't do anything. See, that's my only problem with like making a Kingdom Come set is it, it could at most be a gravity feed because of how many characters actually do something in that story. Like we've already had a couple different characters that were clicks that really didn't do anything like at all. So maybe. Maybe a full-size 70 to 60 figure set might not be the best for Kingdom Come, honestly. But we could get, like, a 50-piece set. I would, yeah, I think something like that. 50-piece or, like, a gravity feed or something like that would yeah. work. Uh, we have Citizen Ben Jones. It's our man in Australia. He said, Old Man Logan. Yes! I love Sorry, Mike. Uh, he said, hits, he's going to be like, that was the worst. Hits the X-Men people and has a lot of characters that would be made. Some of the Hulk clan, Dwight, Old Man, Hawkeye, Red Skull with Cap's mask, etc. And then he even linked, uh, he said something about maps too. Uh, Hammer Falls, what I would really want uh, to, and I would really want to put Logan and Hawkeye in the spider buggy. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Flavorwind. That would be beautiful. I would 100% crikey support the heck out of that set, mate. Uh, <laughs> that was so good. Uh, Eric, uh, Citizen Eric Cave says, What uh, else worlds, what if TMT and Hurricane the Gotham Girls and more would dis- you know, would kind of dispute that premise? Uh, what I would say more or less is that else worlds and what if kind of are like storyline themed sets, like in a way, because they're all from the relatively like whatever, a sort of semi not shared storyline. You know what I'm saying? So I would still consider those ones like to be along the lines of a, a storyline themed set. Uh, anyways, he would say, uh, yeah, there's some storyline focused sets like Battle of Earth X. I just see as many, if not more than that, would be focused on overall setting like the aforementioned sets, uh, Batman, X-Men Adventures, etc. However, to address the question itself, personally, I would prefer the Arkham games beyond just Arkham Origins, but that's pretty much guaranteed not going to happen. I don't follow the comics, uh, just movie shows and games. I would like to see a set modeled after the BET series of Black Panther. I'm scared to think that WizKids will eventually do the Clone Saga, because clones make the biggest reason to reuse sculpts. Ooh. Well, okay, so let's meta-talk about this for a second. Don't you think that eventually they're going to have to probably drill down sets into specific storylines anyway? Because, I mean, how many generic Batman sets can you get? You know? Right, I would agree, yeah. So, and then those very specific storylines are the way that you are going to get the most obscure characters that may be never made in a generic set because they're trying to fulfill or fill out an entire generic set with the creme de la creme of what's popular. But, I mean, how else are you going to get some really, like, what What were those random ones in the, the Civil War set that came out? It was, like, cold... St- cold fire, cold something. Cold heart. Cold heart. Thank you. Uh, when when are you gonna get a cold heart other than the Civil true. War set? And I just think that that's it's got to be what happens in the future and focus more specifically on storylines rather than just generics. You agree or disagree? I totally agree. I feel like uh, storyline sets are the way to go. He also mentioned Batman the Animated Series, but I would also kind of consider that a storyline set. Uh, to be honest, one hundred percent a storyline set. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I think that's, that's the way to go. Like, even in Civil War, that is a storyline-based set. They didn't even make Nitro, the guy responsible for Civil War. So, like, it's kind of like, you think, even with a condensed set, they still miss figures. Like, Secret Wars Battle World, uh, huge set. They filled out a majority of the pieces are from the Secret Wars, like, story event, except for, like, those generic Captain Americas that were just kind of, like, whatever. Like, those aren't from anything specific and, uh, whatever, like, Bushmaster and whoever else. Like, those characters aren't from Secret Wars, but, like, 90% of the rest of the set was, you know? So, even with that, people were complaining because they missed a ton of characters and, straight up, some storylines that were side stories in Secret Wars. I know I noticed a lot of my favorite characters that I liked reading about in that. So, I, I honestly think they do more story-based sets, and it's, like, Secret Wars Battle World Part 2, you know? Like, they could do that and still give us a ton of characters that are awesome alternate versions or characters we've never heard of before. I'd love it. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. Not putting a Nitro in the Civil War set. You see my downstairs mix-up? Yeah, I didn't ask to see that, did I? I'm all crying. Biggest downstairs mix-up I've seen in such a long time. But whatever. All right. um, We have an answer from Porcupine Spaceship Grenade, which is just seething with... uh, Sarcasm, so I'm going to skip that because I know it'll make him mad. <laughs> Loyal to Heroclix said, Illuminati World War Hulk would be a fun set with a chase theme of the Illuminati. I would like to see the whole Illuminati in it. I like event-themed sets for the most part, but I also like the character-based sets like Thor and Spider-Man. I think they should be back and forth. Hashtag Twitter Army. Thank you for bringing the Twitter Army strong, Loyal to Heroclix. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think it's pretty good. Uh, Danny Meacham. Meacham. And I wanted to say word Meacham for the longest time. Uh, I said, Secret Invasion. I need more scrolls. Oh, for sure. Citizen Benumansky said, was not a fan of Dark Knight's Metal main series, which I agree with. I 100%. I thought that was like, it was building up and then there's a huge letdown. But he said, I loved the one shots of the different versions of Batman. Those were hands down the best part of the Dark Knight's Metal. Or, yeah, the, the Metal storyline. Was like just the one shot that like wearing figuring out where the the Batman who laughs came from and stuff like that. Way cooler than the actual real thing. Uh, he said, "I can't imagine how much I would love I would pay for a Red Death hero click. If you don't know, that is uh, if Batman stole the Speed Force from the Flash. Oh, nice. Also, anything Doomsday Clock. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matthew Esh." Gonna say it that way. If I'm wrong, go ahead, uh, uh, PM. Uh, I'm betting that we're gonna get a Dark Knights uh, as chases for next April's DC Universe Rebirth set, and the hunt for them will be utterly bonkers. I'll add my USD 0.2 cents for Doomsday Clock, uh, giving us fresh Watchmen characters. Even the Justice Society of America, I'd like to nominate Rise of the Third Army for the minions that were the titular, titular, blah, the main villains. Since the closest, you got to use smaller <laughs> words, man. Do you know where I'm from? The back country. Titular. Titular. Uh, since the closest thing we got to that was a reference on a trait from War of Light's first Lanterns card. The only other story that creeped me out, like Rise, was Blackest Night. Sorry, I read DC. Don't be sorry. Don't apologize to us. Apologize to your mind, because that's you're feeding it garbage. <laughs> I'm. I mean, DC makes great books. Sorry, if anybody takes that seriously, I can't can't help you there. Did I mention last episode that I got to watch the first episode of Titans? 
No, you didn't. You didn't mess okay, up. Okay, yeah, oh. I totally did, and I'm actually I made a lot of fun of it when they showed the uh, trailer for it, and like we were talking about how many dislikes the trailer got on YouTube and stuff. But it's actually turning like the first episode. If that's any indication of what the rest of the series is going to be like, was actually pretty good. Oh so, no! I will report back when All I right. find out what's going on. I expect a full report. Uh, Karate Pickle Ostrich on Twitter said, The story sets are cool and all, but I'd like to start seeing entire sets based off of quotes from the movies. Like a whole set based off of, Bring Me Thanos. Or a set based on, We Have a Hulk. <laughs> Lots of potential there. I mean, why not? Eventually, I like, those kids I like the idea of naming sets that way, though. I, I like that idea. That's oh, that would funny. be cool. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just name the set that? Yeah. We Have a Hulk. We Have a Hulk. Okay. Big, huge Hulk set, some Avengers sub-theme. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, Tyler Mirren, I think the set theme is probably more of a guideline than a complete prime directive. I suppose only time will tell. I'm never good at naming storylines, but I would say anything that is larger so we can get more characters is better, especially if it's a storyline like Fear Itself. Thank you, one of the greatest storylines ever made, uh, where there is some sort of objects involved, and WizKids can give us those objects. What I don't want is more of just the same old five, ten characters in every set, Batman, and stop making <laughs> stop making the Flash a chase figure that sells for a hundred plus dollars. Well, WizKids can't determine that it sells for a hundred plus, but they can stop making chat. Blah, Flash chase. And I was wrong. I was wrong earlier. Oh yeah. You just made me realize this. So I thought that the biggest downstairs mix-up was was not putting a Nitro in the Civil War set. You know what was bigger? What's that? Not putting a Wolverine in the Age of Ultron set. Oh, jeez, yeah. What? So bad. <laughs> ah, whiz kids, I swear to God. Clicks Roadshow <laughs> said, Dark Knight metal into Batman who laughs because these sculpts would be epic. Also posted a picture of the, of the actual uh, Dark Knight's metal. It was like the poster that they set out for all of them. They are so cool. I'm not going to lie. The reason I wanted to read the storyline, I don't read a lot of DC. Oh, it's was 100% because they look so cool, and yeah, they would. I, they would be something to collect, if nothing else, even if they were garbage, because they just look that cool. Nice. Tristan Campos said, I wouldn't mind a Crisis on Infinite Earths or Final Crisis for DC. Marvel, I would remake Avengers vs. X-Men or Secret Invasion. I also would like to see a crossover turtle set with Batman and Ghostbusters figures in the set. <laughs> I totally want that, too. Something wrong! Yeah. Actually, <clears throat> well, actually, it would be WizKids. They would do the something wrong. Oh! Uh, it's not, it wouldn't be ghosts. Oh! Lynn said... By the way, welcome back, Lynn. I haven't heard from you in a while. He said, Amalgam Comics, the mashup of Marvel and DC. Once again, great idea. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. <sighs> uh, Citizen Christian Bogan, Batmetal would be awesome. I'm oh, sorry, what? Oh, I was just, I knew that long hesitation there was you crying and wiping away tears. Yeah, it was. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's so hard for me to get composure. But he said Batman would be awesome. Contrary to people getting tired of Batman sets, Civil War II or Illuminati would be awesome as well. I really think storyline sets are great. Uh, you will be able to recreate battles or events that happen in those storylines on maps of locations where major events happen. Thank you so much. This is exactly what I'm talking about. 
this this is like everything that I'm like 1000% about. Like as soon as I got every character from the valley, I was like, here's all the bad guys, here's all the good guys. Let's just make them fight. It was awesome. They had a, they had a fight in High Noon Saloon, sadly. There's no like Main Street Road Western map. But still, this is exactly what I'm talking about, dude. Maps, Spider-Man Regency, Weird World map. You know, had the Weird World fight, you know, the Spider Queen or whatever, the chick who was evil, Morgan Le Fay. Like, that feels so cool. Like, that really just meshes it so well together when it's the, the opposing forces and they're in the same battleground. Yeah, I love it. I have a question for you. Yo. If they made sets, let's go back to No Man's Land. So technically in No Man's Land, it says that there's 16, but most of that was just items. There's like seven characters in the actual set. Okay. okay. If they released things that were just small like that, we'll say like 16, and more at the same rate that they're making sets now, which were like every three months or so, would that be better? And then they could focus on individual storylines with just like, oh, this storyline only has about 16 characters and it will just quickly produce a set with 16 rather than releasing a set of like 80 something. Right. Instead of like making it a sub theme or something in a main set. Yeah. How do you think that would do? So I really enjoyed, I, I never played No Man's Land, but I really enjoyed uh, the way AVX was, uh, how it was like you bought two starter packs of the opposing characters and you had to play Avengers or X-Men and then all the maps were places they fought and then all the figures were just uh, important characters in the storyline or I guess in the case of Danger non-at-all-important characters in the storyline. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I really, like, that's what I like. I, I would honestly love a six-month version of ABX where they give out four prize, or maybe just three prize figures a month, you know, like one main one and then two that are participation like, I would absolutely love that. Kind of like the same, I think it might have been the same way they did it. I don't remember, actually, at all. Uh, no, yeah, you got objects. But, like, resources aside, I think that's, like, the way to go. Make two fast forces. And even if you don't want to make fast forces, give us, uh, like, the monthly OP kits, just like, um, you know, No Man's Land. For, we get a couple of figures that were important in that. I would also, I would totally dig that, too, honestly, as long as they're, they quit making OP kits that are like, you get a white Titano. I'm like, cool. Never gonna play it. Thanks for thanks for this OP kid, I guess. Apes, whatever. Like, okay. So yeah, I would absolutely love that idea way more. Okie dokie. Is it me or you? It's you. I. This is my last one then. Oh, Christmas E. <laughs> Jesus. I love cheesy Twitter names. Uh, uh, memes. Uh, said Secret Invasion and Justice League Unlimited. Actually, as much DCAU as possible, to be honest. Yes, yes, entirely. Uh, I won't probably ever collect, personally, any DC storylines, I bet. But I would definitely collect the DCAU, for sure. Nice. All right, finishing it off is Matthew Armour, DC Justice. Doomsday Clock, and for Marvel, he'd say Universe X, Paradise X, and Old School Secret Wars. So Earth X is going to happen. I don't know if they're going to include Universe and Paradise. I don't know. You never know. I would love a Secret Wars set. I would love an Old School Secret Wars. One of my favorite storylines of all time. I love it. And you can even throw in the Beyonder from Secret Wars 2 and just have fun with that. Just a couple of little extra stuff. I love, love Secret Wars. Oh my gosh. That's Heroes versus Villains, and you got Galactus. Like, had that be a end OP kit? Like, that would be a great one for the OP kit thing that we were talking about. An old school Secret Wars, you get two Fast Forces, you get Cap's team, you kind of get, like, 
Doom Squad, you know, with, and then you have like Get Molecule Man and the other people like Volcano and all those other folks like throughout it would be so dope. I would love a Secret Wars OP or a set at all, like a real Secret Wars. And last is Malcolm Rush. Uh, just watched the three-part Elseworld crossover and the tease of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I would love to see an original Crisis in Hero Clicks. And that's that's all we got on Facebook, which, ooh, does that expertly segue us into? That, that really does. Speaking of Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan, let's jump into a question block. All right. Uh, <laughs> what? Sorry, I was watching too much uh, Bizarre Adventure this week. I'll stop. Stop from now on. Every time I think about Japan, then I think about anime, and then I like my brain shuts down. Anyways, so we have end of the year questions. Let's talk about the next year. But it's the end of our year. Is it the end of his year? Oh, no, that's the Chinese thing. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> We're Forget. so cultural Forget. here at Dynamite. <laughs> we know we know things (laughs) we know okay um question number one what sets are you looking forward to in 2019 well i did not read rebirth so i'm not looking forward to that not because i dislike dc that much i'm interested in seeing what comes out of it but i didn't read it so i'm just gonna have to say battle war or uh earth x uh, since i did a little bit of research and refreshed myself on what's going on there so earth x I'm going to more happily say Earth X. I'm going to buy so much of the set. It's not even funny. Can't wait to do a live stream where I unbox. I'm, I guarantee I'm going to box like like three cases at the minimum of this set. I am excited. No matter what they put in this set, WizKids cannot ruin it for me. I've already lied myself into loving this set. Number two. <laughs> so somebody at WizKids is going, challenge accepted, Calderness. Uh, Actually, speaking of Earth X, though, it reminded me. So the first day of memes miss, we put out a meme with the the guy looking away from his girlfriend meme, you know, oh, yeah. looking at the girl that's passing, and he's looking at Earth X. He's looking away from Batman the animated series. We get people that are like, but Batman's old though. Why didn't you put Battle World? Batman was only five months ago. Only five in the grand scheme of hero clicks. It's still pretty recent. What world do these people live in? I would, that's what I would consider, too. But I, I did get a lot of that. Uh, not a lot. I guess maybe one or two people. So, Ugh. you know. So it's like, it should be. You'll, you'll never hear from them ever until they want to complain about something. Dude, no, don't say that. Stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, number two. Which figures do you wish slash hope WizKids puts in these future sets? Okay, so I do – I'm really anxious to see in Earth-X the Inhumans. I did mention that on the last episode, I believe. I think that that will be really cool. And then, um, interestingly, old man Peter Parker because he's, like, pretty old in Earth-X, and yeah. I'm anxious to see what he does. Now, shout-out to old man uh, – it's not really old man. It's just Wolverine and Jean Grey who are together, and I don't know if they're married exactly, but they are, like, living this really mundane life where Wolverine just sits around and drinks beer all day long, and then they just live in, like, what looks like this really crappy house and stuff. What a guy. I want to see Wolverine in, like, a lazy boy with a beard. (laughs) 
that would be the best Wolverine sculpt ever made if they did it. Uh, so for Earth X, my number one want is uh, Falcon, the sidekick for Captain America. This Falcon was actually like a Native American guy, so I really want uh, this Earth X version of the Falcon to be made. Uh, and then for Rebirth, I want to see one of my favorite DC lines that I mean, the only DC comic I can bring myself to sort of read is Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns. I just want a new Guy Gardner. That's it. Don't have to make anybody else. Just make Guy Gardner. That's all that matters. And then if WWE comes out next year, I don't know. I just I want like a thing and uh, Braun Strowman really bad, and then a Bobby Roode. So, and I don't even know if that's coming out next year, but I want them. Number three, what other sets slash con exclusive figures or Heroclix characters do you want WizKids to make in 2019? Okay, so I'm not going to spoil this in case somebody does want to read it, but I just got done reading. Uh, I believe it's 2017 is when they when Marvel wrote it. The title was like just Carnage, and in this storyline, Carnage is seeking out the Darkhold, which is a an item that we mentioned a few episodes ago. It's a magical book. It's been in the uh, the Shield TV series, and I don't want to really tell you why he's seeking out the Darkhold. It's interesting, but I would like a Carnage con exclusive with him like holding the Darkhold, and then it'll do something crazy that carnage will never ever do in the history of the game other than when he has that in his hand nice so i think it would be cool and a unique idea that does sound unique so I, I, would, I would never thought chris cassidy would be a be a man of book reading anyways that's what he said in the comics no joke really yeah he made that comment he's like i never thought i'd be one for books but nice <laughs> nice um so like i i narrowed this down to like two like two that i really want to see for a box set Number one is a Ghost Rider Mammoth box set. Ghost Rider can be a separate figure, and the Mammoth can be its own thing, or they can be combined. I, I don't care, okay? But I want the box set to include the rest of the 1000 BC Avengers. Just like the Starro box set had some Justice League figures no one cares about in them, throw in the rest of the 10,000 whatever BC Avengers in the Mammoth Ghost Rider box set. That's what I want so bad. Last one, last one. Yeah, also, that is really cool. And if they made that, then I would actually go take the time to go get the other ones. Oh, yeah. Like, I wanted so badly to collect, but then they ruined that for me. I would love a Moon Knight vehicle. Ooh. You know, honestly, they could pick which one. It could be, it could be the Angel Wing. It could be whatever. I don't care. If it's Moon Knight related and they make it, I'll, I'll want it. It's the Moon Boat. Nice. The moon Boat. <laughs> I also want uh, an Iron Man. From EarthX. Now I know we already talked about Iron Man being EarthX. I want the big Iron Man from EarthX. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read EarthX. I understand it's a 20-year-old storyline, but someone kind of spoiled some things in the comments on one of the posts. I really don't like when they do that because some people might have never heard of it and they just start reading it. I'm not going to spoil it, but I want the big Iron Man from EarthX as a con exclusive. I think that'd be so sick. Um, number four. Any advice or suggestions to Wizkid slash The Rock? To make next year better than this year. Uh, one word from my end, and that's just advertisement. I will 100% agree. Uh, obviously, uh, number one is uh, make the points transferable, and then you're you're set. That's it. You're done. Uh, no. What I think would be really cool, uh, Superfan Lucas Van Holland mentioned this to me a weird out. Uh, get something to eat. He said it'd be great if they moved Rocktober. So Rocktober is in Huntsville, and it's in the Lucky Dice Game Cafe. Great place, great people working there. 
definitely had enough room, but it was definitely cramped. You know what I'm saying? And if they want the ROC and WizKids to be partnered up and be bigger, a WizKids event couldn't be held in game in the Lucky Dice Game Cafe. You know, when you have so much more people there, it's it's just it's not possible. So uh, his idea was that they put, and if they actually end up announcing this, all credit goes to Lucas. Uh, that they put the uh, Rocktober at Gen Con. So kind of like Rock Worlds. Obviously, it wouldn't be Rocktober. Gen Con's not in October. But put Rock Worlds in Gen Con. That'd be really cool because uh, Gen Con last year was just like a couple of Rock uh, qualifiers, some super qualifiers, and really nothing on WizKids' part, like at all. I know you only went the one day, but that's also because they weren't doing anything. Otherwise, I assume, maybe show up a bit more, but like it was all just Rock events. So I want WizKids to have more presence at conventions and maybe not uh, announce dates in terrible places. I'm just saying. Just saying. Try to try to get the date announcement as soon as possible for your worlds and nationals. Because uh, now people are like, ah, oh, Philly, okay. Uh, now i got to rethink everything and see what we can do. So just communication. Uh, bring in the community. It's great that the ROC and WizKids are working together, and that's awesome. I love it. Uh, but let's make the community part of this. Like, you guys can be mom and dad or whatever, but like tell your kids like what's happening so you don't just like we get in the car, we're driving somewhere, we don't know if we're going to Aunt Linda's or if we're going to a movie or if we're going to McDonald's. We have no idea. We're just here for the ride. So communication is key. And that's that's my takeaway. Number five, the last question. Any advice or suggestions for a player to help players make Heroclix more fun for next year? You know, I think that we covered a lot of this on that rant episode that we did yeah. uh, a couple episodes ago. So uh, if you do want to go back and listen to that, I believe it's called <laughs> Rant Man and the Wasp as the name yeah, of the episode. Yeah, buddy. Uh, right at the end of the community section, that'll answer a lot of that. But I guess to succinctly put that here, just in case you don't want to go back and, and listen to that, is just you guys are responsible for your own community and your positive attitudes going forward will make people want to come and actually play with you. So seriously, just be nice to each other and it's a game. Just treat it like a game. Yep. Don't treat it like anything more important than that. Have fun with your friends. We are human beings. Let's treat human beings like human beings. Uh, I also did write down, uh, tell people to play figures they never played before. Like uh, maybe you have one person who always shows up with goblin playing. I'm not, I'm not playing any fingers. Um, but you wanna you wanna just kind of nudge someone in the right direction. Like I played characters from the Captain America set, which is by far one of the worst uh, sets ever made. I hate to say it, but the uh, dials are trash. So many of them. And um, I played it last week, and I didn't win a single game. But you know what? I played that figure because I own. I, I could look at my clicks box right now, and I could be like, I have not played half of the hero clicks that are in that clicks box. You know, but I'm keeping them for whatever reason. So play more stuff and treat people nicely. There's a couple of side notes for Malcolm, and we'll announce this because it, it lines up perfectly with next time we're going to record. So we're going to save this for next week so we can, uh, we can play a certain music. I don't, I don't know, spoil which. Mm. Mm, the music. The ooh, music. ooh. And that ends. Okay. Okay, all right. Cool. Thank you, Malcolm, as always, for sending in your questions. We appreciate that. Um, I did mention a on an earlier episode if you guys wanted to give shout outs to your guys's local game shops and stuff like that i would be more than happy to give them out on the podcast and on twitter and stuff like that we did get one from uh, protagonist michael miller said shout out to my local shop chaos games and more in pueblo colorado we play thursday nights at seven we were selected for the colorado state championship this year and only our local group participated oh man well 
that's sad. But if you guys get another one, uh, let us know. We can we can probably at least let people know beforehand, and maybe people can make a road trip. Heck, yeah. I want to make a road trip. I've been I've been all over this freaking world, and I've still never made it to Colorado. And everybody was like, "You need to go to Colorado." Like, I want to go to Colorado. I've just never had an opportunity or a need to go, really. So, we'll get there eventually. Slowly uh, but surely. Slowly but surely. <laughs> slowly but surely. Okay, we have this week's Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. Help you, I can. <laughs> Take you to your destination. I will. Calder, do you like ATAs? I love them. I do too. No idea. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently, apparently, Jedi Legend said, "An ATA, which stands for Additional Team Ability, if you didn't know, no. is added via keyword keyword to a theme team, but the keyword doesn't have to be the one that assigns the ATA." Example: uh, If you have an X Men theme team, but two of which are animal keyword, they can get the ATA uh, for for animals. What he meant, and then, I don't know what what's roarsome. <laughs> what? No idea. You, you is it like awesome? He's talking about animals. Rawr, awesome. I, I don't know. Let's talk about ATAs. There. <laughs> uh, I like ATAs. They are confusing, I guess, if you forget to use them. You know, and not, not really confusing, but a complete waste of space or a waste of points. Some can be really bad. Like there's some Avengers ATAs that are like pick up a, a light object or whatever when you move. It's like, eh, not really super helpful for everybody. Um, but there's also ATAs that are like kind of underlooked. Like the Defenders ATA that lets you share attack values can be pretty big because some Defenders kind of drop off, you know? I like a lot of the Justice League ATAs. You choose a team ability or something that you can modify your attack value plus one when you attack that character with that team ability. And that's an awesome Justice League ATA because if you're playing against another team team, they all have Avengers, they all have Mystics, or like whatever it is, you get a plus one to attack just for like three or four points. I mean, obviously you're playing that per person, but that's that's awesome. I love that ATA. For sure. There are definitely certain ATAs that are way better than other ATAs. Some ATAs have even been watch-listed, which was dumb, Ooh. like Marvel Knights, right? Yeah, stealth is so scary. Yeah, so I don't know. Um Personally, one that I've liked just because I just got lucky a lot and I've used it a lot over the years is the Avengers Heroic Age one where you could get a remove uh, an action token if you roll a six after you get an action token for moving. And I just think it's funny when it happens because it's only two points a piece. So oh, right, that's right. not bad. Uh, those those ATAs that are like five points a piece out there, those are just dumb. Like I, I can't justify spending like 25 points. One of my just um, ATAs. Yeah, that's rough. Like, you have to spend a ton of points for your old team. Uh, one of my favorite ATAs is the Nova Corps one, which is a negative ATA, and it gets rid of their world mind trait. So if you choose, you just want to run all these Nova Corps figures, and like, say you're running Nova on an Avengers team, but he's like ten points over. It's like I can't even use the shares of the world mind on an Avengers team. I'll just get rid of it. So now I'm negative ten points. So I can add some more stuff. That's my. That's one of my favorite ATAs of all time. Like, I want to play. Nova on an adventure team. I don't need to share through the world mine garbage. Negative ten points. Let's get rid of it. More yeah, more room sweet. for something else. I love it. Yeah. Uh, a couple that, of sure. ATAs I wanted to just shout out because I just think that they're really good. So don't forget to use them if you are running one of these. Uh, one is the Gotham Police Department GCPD is fantastic and absolutely imperative for a, a viable like GCPD team. 
especially if you run a bunch of like these little generic like 40 point characters and they don't have moving attack so it's just so useful to move for moving attack uh, the other one that I did want to talk about real quick was the Guardians of the Galaxy one that basically gives it. It's like the, it's like the Green Lantern trait from War of Light that just gives them the ability to ignore other characters like Outwits and stuff. Is that how that works? I have no idea. I, don't know. I think, I think it's like a four quick. through six. Me keep going. I didn't have a list of ATAs to keep. It's like, you just go ahead. Uh, the robot ATA is really amazing never played it or played against it i just hear people always talk about it all the time and it sounds pretty darn pretty darn good i really like the ruler ata which is like the immunity one i think that's hilarious if you're close to a starting area and you would be damaged by an attack you remove the ruler token or the diplomatic immunity or whatever it's called token and you put it on a different ruler so that's another like it's a 10 point ata it is expensive but if you're running like just like two or three rulers and you want to just kind of you know, save yourself some skin on a couple of attacks, then it's pretty awesome and handy to have. I, I do like that ATA. I think it's a neat idea. And I like all the generic keyword ATAs. Animal, ruler, robot. I don't know if there's one for soldier or not. There should be. There isn't. Um, obviously, we're not going to get any more because ATAs are officially retired. I think they were a good idea, and I do think the game can still run smoothly without them. But just because they've been retired for so long, it kind of seems like people forget them. Even when we do Golden Age events, some people do forget to include ATAs, either because it's, like, out of sight, out of mind, or if it's just, like, eh, nah, I don't want to use one. You know, something like that. Yeah. The Guardians one says, powers possessed by characters using this team ability can't be countered. So that's pretty awesome. You never know when you want your gigantic group to not be uh, outwitted. So that's pretty legit. That is very true. thousand percent. Okay. Well, I think that's it on the Jedi Legend community. We right? did it. We did it, guys. Another happy landing, <laughs> as Obi-Wan would say. Um, I Last thing that I think I have for community, I don't know if you have anything else, is um, a correction, and it was also a – it was a correction and then also just a really nice note that we got from Citizen Christian Bogan. Uh, he was first thanking us for doing what we do and putting out podcasts and stuff. And the response to that is, of course, we like doing that stuff for you guys. Um, he did mention that I screwed up Knockback or from Force Blast. We were talking about Force Blast a couple episodes ago, a few episodes ago or something like that. Uh, and I said flower, flyers don't take falling damage. But, uh, however, due to a recent rules change, they do now. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I Stupid rules changes, and I don't play the game enough anymore yep. to actually remember this stuff. So that's probably what that was. But thanks for, uh, thanks for setting me straight. We oh, do appreciate that. Uh, but really, thank you more for the uh, first part of that message, which was just a really nice like update and he's do- what he's doing in life and stuff like that. I like getting stuff like that more. Just, like, building that community. I'm interested. Like, you guys might be like, oh, I don't want to talk to these guys because they, they do the podcast. And it's like, it'd be weird if I tell them, like, hey, tell me if you got a new cat. I'd absolutely love Don't send me pictures of your cat, please, Lord, no. But if you want to tell me you got a new cat, <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Like, if you want to tell me, I was like, yeah, I went out, uh, had a party last night. I'm like, sweet. Hope everyone got home safe. Like, if you want to tell me stuff, I, I love that stuff. I, I love hearing about so, real people doing real things. So send all pictures of cats to Calder. Please don't. I no, don't like those creatures. <laughs> okay, I don't have anything else in community, do you? I think I'm all set.
I'm good. Okay. Well, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Dial H for HeroClicks. That is the number four. You can search us out. Just search Dial H on the Facebooks. You can send us an email. I haven't gotten an email in a while. I'd really like to get an email. I like when that happens. Dial H for HeroClicks at gmail.com is where you can send one of those. Uh, we don't have any birthdays this week to get that just beautiful sounding angelic voice happy Arabian birthday. So if you have a loved one or somebody plays in your local play group, uh, you or somebody like that, just let us know when their birthday is and uh, who it is, and we will give a shout-out to them for that. And uh, I, this might be, might be, since I know it's it's the holiday season and a lot of people are super busy and don't have a lot of time to – Listen to podcasts, so this may not even get to you before uh, Christmas is over or Hanukkah is over for you or whatever it is that you celebrate in your life. But uh, seriously, from the Dial H studio, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it is you guys celebrate. Um, I'm really having a good holiday season myself this year, so I really hope that you guys are. It's really just uh, that certain time of the year where everyone just seems genuinely more happy when you go out into public. And I think that more people should be like that throughout the year. But if this is all that we can get, you know, if this is what humanity has become, where this is at least at least be the best person that you can be for this one month or so. So that's that's all I have left. At least keep it holly jolly, everybody. And if you are a female listener to Dial H, prove us all. Prove me wrong and go ahead and buy a female uh, T-shirt from our Red Bull store. <laughs> that was flawless, flawless. Uh, but do check that out, especially if you have a, a listener in your life. Gosh. Uh, as a reminder, Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. And if you're still here, just know that Santa, he needs this. Oh!